and every single website in the automotive space, whether you're a corner store, mom and pop deal, used car dealership, or Galvin Ford, the number one Ford dealership in the world, you have a website that has a page for every single product that you sell. When that product sells out, that page disappears and a new one replaces it for fresh inventory. Same thing with all the big boxers. Walmart, they have zillions and hundreds of thousands of pages on their website for products at any given time. It's cannabis that hasn't really figured out that's the trick to doing really well in this From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on the MJ Bulls Raising Cannabis Capital podcast, we are joined by Dan Mandela, the co-founder and CEO of Rank Really High. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dan. Great name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I only interview guys named Dan. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, we're, good, we're good folk. Good, good, folks. good folks, yeah. <laughs> well, I am really excited to talk to you today because you have cracked a code that has so many people have tried and so many people have failed, and I can't wait to hear how we do it. At Rank Really High, you help cannabis companies maximize their websites, visibility and conversions, which everyone needs. And I thought maybe before we would jump into exactly how you do it, we would talk conceptually or globally why the cannabis company has so many challenges with being online and how are some of those challenges really negatively impacting many companies within the industry? Well, you hit the nail on the head. It's a, it's a very constrained industry from us from an advertising perspective. When I first got into it, I thought we'd use my playbook from our automotive play we did before this and our home services play prior to. It's a very different animal. You can't do things with a lot of uh, advertising on television. You don't do anything with print media for the most part. Um, Radio is off limits in most markets. You're really left to billboards seem to be a big investment opportunity for dispensaries for some reason. Uh, I fact, I think the cannabis lawyers and car dealers are the ones keeping that industry you know, in business right now, but enough of that. And your website. And one of the challenges that we saw very early in was that cannabis um, dispensaries by and large are using iframe technology, which has a lot of issues of visibility. Specifically, you asked though, like, why is it so hard? It's regulation. It's, it's stigma. It's nuance. I mean, it's all those stupid. It's all those stupid reasons. Like, it, I go rounds on this. Cannab- uh, cannabis does not get the same treatment that alcohol gets with regards to Google advertising and others. They can do a lot more things. I would argue that alcohol has hurt a lot more families than cannabis could ever possibly hurt. There's also the smoking component. I mean, Google and others have declared war on smoking in general. Carcinogens aside, they don't like it. There are health nuts. I'm not sure why, but. You know, they don't enjoy smokers. They don't want to smoke any product that involves smoking or vaping or anything of that nature. So that's that's the shorthand answer for why I think it's so, so hard and challenging. And, and many cannabis companies, because they can't advertise, they really don't even understand the value of advertising because they haven't had an opportunity to really do it. They, other than with PR, they spend a lot of money on PR, but that's not really advertising. That's It's a different, it's a, it's a two different, completely different things. I know most people understand the idea of you click on a, an ad and the ad is sponsored or you type a search and some sponsored ads come up. How does that work? Yeah, so search engines like Google, Bing, other oddball ones, they have a, a bidding auction system where advertisers can typically 
create an account, bid on some keywords or some specific audience traits that they're looking for. And whenever those audiences are found on, on a search or those keywords are typed in by a cust potential customer, an advertiser can place an ad, one of four ads positions on Google typically. Um, yeah, and, and it's it's very rare that you find an industry that doesn't it's not able to do that. In fact, Google seems to be the most prolific about this. They have a page on their support documentation called Dangerous Products and Services where they group cannabis in the same context as cocaine, uh, illegal opioids, morphine. I mean, it's crazy. And they're also grouping it into weapons, explosives, bombs, like like things that injure the body and injure others. So it's, a, it's an absurd classification, really. No, it's, it's, it, it wasn't easy. I'll be honest with you, Dan. It wasn't easy. A lot of trial and error, a lot of calling old contacts that helped us with our previous two companies, a lot of, well, that didn't work. Let's try this. And then reading the regs, reading the guidelines, reading between the regs and the lines of the guide. I mean, you know, we're, I don't really think we're overtly putting the word cannabis or pot shop or dispensary in all of our advertising or not. We have a little bit creative there if you're version your, your content, but you know, we are able to run ads for dispensaries on a national scale and are doing it right now for roughly 100 retailers. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. Let's talk about websites because I tell everybody websites basically your storefront. And in, in, in nowadays, people go to their website before they make a purchase. They like to go through the website. But if you're on page 35 of Google, they won't even see it. So. To your name, how do you get companies to rank really high on a Google search? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a couple different, there's a couple answers there, right? Local search is probably the most important aspect of, of your website and your digital marketing strategy. You need to make sure you show up for your GMB search. That's that local map location based card that shows up when you type in dispensary near me or a specific store name. Getting your GMB or Google business profile Optimize the show up is definitely one of the foundation thing, foundational things you're going to want to do as a retailer. Um, and it's about having the right website. Not just having a website that says marijuana, cannabis, spent whatever. It's about having the right content and a really immersive e-commerce experience. Most dispensaries today, the average single point dispensary that we've seen out there, not working with Frank Really High or other similar type companies, has about 35 pages on it. Mostly blogs focused on education events and charity type of content. That's not why customers come to a dispensary or any retail website, they come there to shop. So regularly high focus, we build e-commerce first experiences that are retailer focused. We, we make specials and incentives and deals and bundles and inventory the star of the show because if you go to Target, Best Buy, Home Depot, Zales, it doesn't even matter. Anywhere you shop, that is the experience the customers are expecting, and cannabis has really failed to deliver on that experience. Stuff. You're right. If I was going to go to a dispensary's website, I want to see where the deals are. Give me a reason to be there. Like, if, if I go once and that's all, I see everything I need to see, I never need to go back. But if every time I go there, there's something, hey, for today's special is this. And I love that idea. I think that's sometimes, like, so obvious that it's an overlooked. Yeah, absolutely. So we did a little experiment about a year and a half ago. We put a link on the top of the website navigation that said specials and made it a bolder font than the other navigational elements. Within, I think it was two weeks time, it became the number four most visited page on the website. People want a deal. They want to see what the store recommends, what products they want to group together. They're looking for a recommendation. This is why direct-to-consumer hasn't really taken off in a really substantial or significant way. 
It's because it's not just the stigma of, of not wanting a van to show up at your house. It's because consumers aren't educated yet enough on the products. They have questions. They want recommendations. And websites that do a better job delivering those recommendations are the ones that are succeeding this far. And then that drives more traffic to the website, which I'm, I'm assuming helps them rank really high. Yeah, that's correct, Dan. Most websites in the industry, I'd say probably 80% or greater, are using iframe technology, which is really easy to install on your website and be up and running with e-commerce quickly. And they're typically secure, but they have tremendous visibility limitations when it comes to search engine indexing. They have trouble uh, with Google Analytics reporting really specific audience data. You really, there's no other industry that's choosing an iframe to deliver uh, store shopping experiences other than the cannabis industry. It's because I come from the automotive space, as I think I mentioned earlier, and every single website in the automotive space, whether you're a corner store, mom and pop deal, used car dealership, or Galpin Ford, the number one Ford dealership in the world, you have a website that has a page for every single product that you sell. When that product sells out, that page disappears and a new one replaces it for fresh inventory. Same thing with all the big boxers. Walmart, they have zillions and hundreds of thousands of pages on their website for products at any given time. It's cannabis that hasn't really figured out that's the trick to doing really well in this, this industry. Rank really high. I'm assuming you, you help people create their websites not using iframe technology, but do you actually build websites for people? We do. We build what we call a platform as a service. It's a WordPress-based website that will ingest menu content from a number of different sources, including POS systems, and it will publish that content automatically to the website sitemap, which is like the table of contents for what's on the website. It allows Google to see every product in stock, rank every product in stock. Because most of the industry is still using iframes, companies that go and use native e-commerce typically have an unfair advantage because when someone types in a particular strain or product that they're looking for or a brand, because our websites like this, have content that delivers an experience that they're looking for, they outrank those websites using iframes. You had success in a couple other industries. You're obviously having success in our industry in, in, in solving a problem that we've all needed someone to come over here and solve for us. Are there opportunities for investors or people to participate in your growth? Because I'm assuming you're going to need a lot <laughs> to grow this team pretty fast if, once people start realizing what you're providing. Yeah, absolutely. I've always believed that every single one of the companies I've been involved with, involved with has been run pro to be profitable at all times, including this one. We actually just did close a round of funding with some really great investors, mostly from the automotive space, but a few from cannabis as well. And the reason we selected those investors was because they built what we are trying to build in the automotive industry. And we've got the top people who built incredibly successful website companies, incredibly successful inventory management tools. I mean, this is why Rank has an unfair advantage over other companies. Because we've done this before now. It's even harder industry than this one. The regs are harder here, but like, but like the OEMs and the regulations are pretty strict in automotive. So does that mean that there are opportunities or there or those opportunities are closed? We for right now they're off the table, but you know, we're always looking to build and grow this company the, the best way possible. Yeah, we'll probably do another round at some point, but for right now we're doing really well with the round we just raised and the advice we're getting is phenomenal. But we ran the entire gamut of investment, of, of fundraising opportunities. I mean, we looked at everything safe, convertible note, straight price equity round, and 
there's a lot of options out there. It depends on what the, what the investors are looking Well, there's certainly a lot of options for somebody like doing what you're doing, especially if you can show the pedigree of your success in other industries. And I'm going to put all of Dan's information and rank really high information in the show notes. So if you think maybe you can might want to talk to Dan about convincing him to let you be part of his team. I'm sure you'll take their call, right? <laughs> I'll help them make a lot of money is what I'll help them do. I'll help them make their investment fruitful that they've already had in a retailer. That's awesome. Well, Dan, I appreciate you being on the show today. And I'm so thankful that you chose our industry as your third success story. And thank you again for being on the show. Delighted to be here. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.